I want you to think back. Now, what I want you to do is to think back. Now, not all of you can do this. There'll be some of you who can't. Those who can't are probably more happy than those who can. Okay? I want you to look back around about 30 years ago. Okay? Now, just think of maybe where you were or what was happening. Now, what I'm going to do, I'm going to remind you of one or two things that were happening then. And when I do, you go, wow, was that that long ago? Now, one of them is, do you remember Terry Waite? The Archbishop of Canterbury's envoy. He was taken hostage 30 years ago. Wow. Margaret Thatcher, right? She was re-elected as Prime Minister. That was re-elected 30 years ago. The Space Shuttle Challenger. It was that disaster which you probably saw on television when, as it took off, the booster rockets had a fault and the thing basically disintegrated. And when that happened, there were seven astronauts who died immediately. That was 30 years ago. What time, isn't it? Do you remember it? Yeah, I do. Vividly. Arsenal won the first League Cup in their history. And they did it. You know how they did it? <laughs> they probably did. They beat Liverpool 2-1. Right, now, there might be somebody here, I don't know, who actually went to the game. You know, I, I would know about that. That was 30 years ago. Just so we keep the balance. Everton won the Football League First Division. <laughs> 30 years ago. <laughs> I don't know if you can remember that, but it happened. It was real, it happened. There's another one for Liverpool ones. Peter Beardsley. Now, he was 26. And when he was 26, he was transferred from Newcastle to Liverpool. And that, at the time, was the highest transfer fee ever spent on a player. Peter Beardsley. 26. Over 30 years ago. What, maybe 56, 57 now, maybe? Long time ago. But if you want to, you can give him a ring and ask him about it. And he can say, Hey Peter, were you the Yeah I was. I was the most expensive transfer player when I moved to Liverpool. For the ladies just to keep the balance again. Rick Astley. You ready for this? This'll show your age. You got what? Yeah. Over 30 years ago, he had a hit with never going to give you up. I'm not going to rip sing it for you. But over 30, does that make you feel? Yeah. But he's still around. And again, if you want to, you could, uh, you could tweet him and say, when did you have... And he'll say, oh, 30 years ago, that. Why? Because he was there, because he knows it. And if you want to know what really happened on those occasions, you can still ask most of the people who were actually there, who witnessed it, who did it, who took part in it. And also, all the rest of the evidence is there. You can go down to the, the library in the centre of the town, and you can go online, you can get all the, the echo and you know, all the news from that period. It'll all be there, it'll all be catalogued, it'll all be recorded, it all happened. Now that's exactly what Luke, Dr. Luke, the writer of the Gospel, did. What he did, he asked people who were there at the time, who were actually 
seen Jesus, who had, had witnessed some of the miracles maybe, who had spent time with Jesus, and he could go and he could ask them. And he wrote his gospel, and he wrote it about 30 years after the resurrection of Jesus. Now, doesn't that put things into perspective? You know, we know all those things that happen within most of our lifetimes. And we know the evidence is there. We know that they happen for certain. Because the people are still there to confirm it. All the newspaper articles are there. They'll probably, probably be able to go and look back on Match of the Day and see the goals that were scored. Don't look at the Liverpool Arsenal game. <laughs> I don't want to cry. But you can't find it. Luke, when he wrote his gospel, he said this in the first four verses. Many have undertaken to draw up an account of the things that have been fulfilled among us. In other words, the things that have happened that we know about within our lifetime. Just as they were handed down to us by those who from the first were eyewitnesses and servants of the word. Therefore, since I myself have carefully investigated everything from the beginning, it seemed good also to me to write an orderly account for you, most excellent Theophilus, so that you might know, now get this, for certainty of the things that you have been taught. So that's what Luke did. While everything was still fresh, only 30 years ago the resurrection happened, there were people still around, he decided to write an account while it was fresh in people's minds, while he could speak to people who'd been there, he could get eyewitness accounts, and he wrote it so that his friend Theophilus would have everything put down orderly. And Luke was a doctor. So he would be, he'd have that kind of mind. In Luke 24, this is after the resurrection and, and, and when um, what happened here is, is that uh, certain things certain people people who we maybe need to speak to or certainly people who were there what we've been doing over these, these fast happy churches uh, is this we've been taking that word certainty and Rob spoke about the certainty of the birth of Jesus Jesus existed that is a certainty, even the history books tell us. The certainty of the death of Jesus. Jesus actually died and was buried. That is a certainty. Not just from the Bible, but history books can tell us that. And we're going to just look briefly at the certainty of the resurrection. Now when Luke recorded the events of the resurrection, he spoke about the women who were first to get to the tomb. Now, they went to the tomb expecting to find the body of Jesus. And what happened is, when they got there, the tomb was empty. And what was their attitude? I'll tell you what their attitude was. They were confused. Now, maybe when you think about the resurrection, maybe you're a little bit confused. You know, did it really happen? Is the evidence there? Can we believe it? And what is it all about? So they were confused. And they were also afraid. Because what happened? There were two angels there. And when the two angels confronted them, they asked them a question. And the question was this. Why do you look for the living among the dead? And they followed it up. He is not here. He is risen. I'll 
Okay. Now, they've got the evidence of the empty tomb. They've heard these two angels tell them that he has risen. But they're afraid, and they're still confused. And in that state of mind, they go back to where the rest of the followers of Jesus were, hiding away, because they were afraid as well. And these women told them what had happened. And Luke in his Gospel says, when the women told what had happened, all the rest of them who were there wouldn't believe the women. I think we men tend to do that a bit, don't we? We tend to think women may be exaggerated a bit, but, but they just wouldn't believe. Where have you been? Been a tomb, it's empty. And we met these two men, and they said, he's alive. Have you seen him? No, no. Oh, okay. And you know what their attitude was? Their attitude was this. They said, and Luke tells us this, the women's words seemed like nonsense. Now, you could go out and you can go and talk to people on the street, you can talk to people in your workplace, you can even talk to your family, and you can tell them about the fact that Jesus rose again, and some of the attitudes of people will be, that's a load of nonsense. Maybe you feel like that. Well, listen, don't be too disheartened. Because that's what the disciples thought. Those who had been with Jesus for three years, those who had heard him tell them what would happen. But they think, no, 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 that, 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 that can't happen. We can't accept it. But be like Peter. Because Peter, one of the disciples, when he heard that, he said, no, it's a load of nonsense, but I'm going to find out for myself. And he went to the empty tomb. And he found the first thing was right. The tomb was empty. Okay. Well, the first bit of evidence is there. The tomb is empty, but uh, I'm still not sure. Because Luke tells us that when he did that, he wondered what was happening. Okay. The tomb's empty. Right. The women said that they've been told that he's alive. But, but hang on, I, I, I can't really grasp that. And he just was confused. Maybe you're a bit like that. Is it true? Is it certain that Jesus rose again? Well, these people have their doubts. So if you've got your doubts, be like Peter. Ask questions. Find out. Luke tells us that there were two other disciples. They'd been in Jerusalem. They'd seen the crucifixion. They knew that Jesus had been taken off the cross. They knew he'd been buried. And they were going back to their village, the village of Emmaus. It was around about six and a half miles away from Jerusalem. But there were no taxis. There were no cars. They walked. Six and a half miles. How far is it into town? Probably about, I don't know, five miles? Maybe, you know. Do you fancy a walk into town? Well, they were going home. And they met a stranger on the road. They didn't recognise him because they were downcast. And they're walking along and they got their heads down. And when they met this stranger, this stranger said, why are you so downcast? And they said, well, haven't you heard? And they began to relate what had happened in Jerusalem. And the stranger talked with them. And when they reached their house, he was about to go on, and they said, well, look, you know, come on in, probably have a cup of tea. He sat down, and he began to speak to them about the fact that this Messiah would rise again. 
And he presented them with the evidence that is in our, what we know as the Old Testament. Moses and the prophets. And they didn't recognize him. Now we don't know why. But eventually they did. And then he, he was away, disappeared. And they were so excited that they walked all the way back to Jerusalem. And they were so excited, they went in and they told all the disciples. Now the disciples who knew the tomb was empty, who knew that somebody had said to the women that he's not here, he's alive. And now these two have come and said, we've seen him. We, we, we've seen him. And while they were talking about this, Luke, this is all from Luke's Gospel, Luke tells us that Jesus came and he stood amongst them. Now, how he got there, we don't know. Well, he was there. And this is the important thing. They saw him. They talked with him. They walked with him. They touched him. They ate with him. And all this over a period of 40 days from the resurrection to the time that he went back into heaven. He wasn't a god. He had risen from the dead. And he was there in their midst. They had the evidence. And Luke is able to record it. And that evidence for them and for us gives us only one possible conclusion. And that is this. Jesus is alive. Now that is a certainty. Now maybe you're still thinking, but I'm confused about it. And I don't really believe it or accept it. All I can say to you, is the evidence is there to be like Peter. If you doubt, ask questions. If you're not sure, find out. If Jesus had not risen, then he would have been just another prophet. In fact, he would have been a false prophet because he said he would rise again. So if he didn't rise again, he would have told lies. So all you would have is a false prophet. And if that's all Jesus was, then he could, in the eyes of God, do no more than you and I to get right with him. Because no other person can make us right with God. Because no other person has died and risen again like Jesus. Under his own, if you like, steam because of who he was. Because death could not hold him. But because he has risen, God accepts the payment made for sins of others, yours and mine. Forgiveness is offered to all. Now the only question is this. Will you receive it? Maybe what's holding you back is that you're struggling with the evidence that Jesus rose again. With the evidence that Jesus did what no other man could do. That is, die for the sins of others. To please them and then for him to rise again. So Jesus is alive today. <coughs> Luke also wrote in the book of Acts. He wrote the book of Acts. He wrote the gospel. 
and he wrote the book of Acts. And in Acts, he introduces us to even more witnesses who saw the risen Jesus. And in the opening of the book of Acts, Dr. Luke, the gospel writer, in the gospel that we're looking at, he wrote this, and he's referring to the gospel of Luke, the previous account that he wrote. And he says this, In my former book, Theophilus, and again to that same person, I wrote about all that Jesus began to do and to teach until the day he was taken up to heaven. After giving instruction through the Holy Spirit to the apostles that he had chosen, after his suffering, get this, he showed himself to these men and gave many convincing proofs that he was alive. And those men were skeptics and doubters, even though they spent three years with Jesus under his teaching. But the point of the resurrection, they were doubters and they were skeptics. After his suffering, he, that is Jesus, showed himself to these men and gave them many convincing proofs that he was alive. Jesus rose again. There are many convincing proofs that Jesus is alive. The proofs are there in Luke's Gospel. They're in Matthew's Gospel, Mark's Gospel. They're in John's Gospel. They're throughout the Old Testament. They're through the writings of the Apostle Paul. They are all there. There are historians who recorded events that happened in their lifetime that they wrote about because they knew that Jesus had been born. That was a certainty. That he had died and been buried. That was a certainty. And that he had risen again. Because that was a certainty. You may be confused. You may be afraid. You may be like the women at the end of two. You'll be like Peter. First thought it was nonsense. But I want to ask you to please check it out. Because it is so important. Because if he didn't rise again, then he couldn't make us right with God. And if we can't be right with God, we stand under the condemnation of God and we will suffer his wrath at the judgment. That is certainty. He did rise again. That is a certainty. So we can accept what he offers.